Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitrals podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a life coach, podcaster, designer, and the founder of Blythe Mitrals. What you need to know about me is that I'm a little quirky, V-spiritual, crazy chatty, and uber passionate about living in true alignment and the art of simpatico. I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, books, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season Cues for Your Sense of Eye, where I, alongside some beautiful, inspiring, and soul-enchanting expanders, (laughs) explore what lights up your ego, how to embrace your shadows, and how to set yourself up for an authentic experience of success, meaning living a form of success that you define, a form of achievement that allows you to live your version of a wholesome, fruitful, and worthwhile life. Just so you know, real quick, throughout the episode, I'm going to sprinkle, like the sprinkle on your favorite sugar cookie, fingers crossed, (laughs) a few announcements here and there. I know ads can be cringy, but really, it's just my attempt at sharing some really fun and elating Blythe Mitchell's updates without overloading you at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) I hate that. So with that warning complete, I say, finally, let's get started with today's episode. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My friend, before we get into the episode today, I wanted to introduce you to Maria Munez of Light Owl Healing. Um, your girl said Maria Ron, and I know I did. <laughs> I'm just super white. And we talk about this in the episode, or <laughs> else I wouldn't be trying to be super tacky over here. Um, but Maria is absolutely just an honor to be around. Um, she is an energetic healer, a medium, and Light Owl Shop, um, Light Owl Healing, they are really focused on the sense of healing. <laughs> that's that's their main MO. So to give you resources and opportunities to really engage in your self-truth and your self-awareness. Um, it is not just Maria there who operates Light Owl. Um, there are several practitioners and they're all incredible. Um, they are just absolutely encouraging, inspiring, and I feel so grateful to know that they exist in this world. So yes, there is a physical location here in Seattle, um, you know, or, you know, you can also engage with them in a lot of online events and opportunities and workshops, um, on the internet (laughs) with them there. So I would highly encourage you to engage in that space, engage in those resources, especially if some of the shadow that we've been talking about here has been bringing up some spaces of opportunity for you to dive in deeper, dive into your shadow and bring yourself that compassion. A lot of that compassion that we talked about last time around. 
um, this is a bit of a different conversation. There's still very much your sense of eye, your shadow, all of that good stuff. But we're talking about the seasons of you. We're talking about your alignment. We're talking about what it means for you to flow in the best space possible. And I could not think of a better person to bring into this conversation than Maria because be, she's just so loving, compassionate, and aware. Her knowledge, it feels vast. <laughs> to talk to her feels like I'm talking to just a, an ancient wisdom. Uh, and I am humbled. I am, again, honored to have had her presence on the show. And I hope that you feel that reverence and hold that for her as we explore this conversation together. So with that, my friend, without further ado, here we are, Maria and I, talking about how do you align with your seasons? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I have beautiful Maria here with us. Oh my gosh, it is such an honor to have you. I've literally been so stoked to have this conversation. You are highly regarded and our community here and to have you is just such a gift, Maria. Your energy, your light, your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, well, thank you, Brittany Marie. I'm super excited. And feel free if you want to practice. I love when my name is said Maria. So Ma Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so white. <laughs> It's all good. I'm okay. giving you permission. You can mess it up, but I love it. <laughs> I, I'll practice. I, I don't know if I'll practice too, too much on the show, but I but I, re I really will practice off the show because I actually – I've done that for a long time. If someone tells me their name is pronounced a certain way, I'll like I'll, – I'll, I'll practice outside of it. And I Amazing. think part of that is too because I get confused sometimes. Like there's a lot of people in my partner's life right now. It's like Serena, Cerelia – um, Saria, Sierra, and I just get so confused. Of so course. I have to practice their names to get it right. I'm like, this is this person, this is this person. So agree, agree. I made a conscious note that you are Brittany Marie. Make <laughs> sure. So thank um, you so much for having me. It's it's so nice to connect with you um, on a deeper level like this. So I really appreciate it. Oh no, truth, truth. Because I feel like. Because we've come together, right? You know, we're both members of Three Moon Collective and we've we've been in these spaces. We talked about this before, but like we've been in these spaces and I'm always so drawn when you speak and I'm, I'm always just drawn to you in general. I see like your picture or, you know, if you're sharing on video and I definitely take note that you were there and I'm like drawn in to, to what you bring forward. And so – we haven't had like too many instances to talk directly, but definitely like in a group setting. And so to have this experience with you and just to talk in the way that we have, I'm like, I, damn it, I knew I was right. Maria is so, so cool. <laughs> you're, you're very cool too. Oh, <laughs> <Brittany it>. <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate that actually because um, – I do put a lot of intention and energy into everything that I do, especially if I'm posting it publicly. And so it's nice to hear that, actually. So thank you. Oh, my gosh. No, absolutely. I, well, we were just in an event last night before we recorded this. And I, you, were, you were off camera. I think you were driving. You were off camera mm -hmm. for most of it. And then you popped on because you were going to contribute. But then 
I don't know, it kind of wrapped up. It doesn't really matter. But like you were like, I saw you bringing your energy forward to contribute. And I was like, I was like, it's about to go down. <laughs> Maria's about to say something. And I was so excited. So I messaged you because I was like, I saw you and I just think you're so amazing. So I, you know, but yeah, uh, those are the, those oh, are the things that I, that I, that I noticed. I, and I just, I love it. I love having space with you. So. Oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, well, you know, speaking on that and and speaking on, you know, part of the reason why I respond, I guess, respond to you so energetically, I think because I know you and feel you as a guide, not just your intention, which is very powerful. And the reason why your intention is so powerful is because of the work that you have done and the things that you have tapped into to get there. And there are so many things that you do. Like when, when I say, or when someone calls you a guide like that, it's, it's not really fully encompassing of you because the modalities and the way that you move is so vast in my eyes. And I didn't really get into the details, the full lowdown when I introduced you before. So Maria, if you don't mind, I would love, I'd love to hear, you know, the kind of expansiveness of what you do and, and for you to kind of ground it for all of us. <laughs> sure. So this, this is, this question's been like the most difficult <laughs> to answer for a really long time. Ask me about all kinds of other things. Right. But um, it's always that those questions of self, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I always joke that, you know, I get used by spirit guides and spirit family, right, all the time. So I'm like, okay, it's your turn. How do how do I talk about this? But and all um, you know, kidding aside, the reality is that I like so many, you start this work with um doing self-healing. And what does that show up like for all of us? It's such a unique, beautiful journey. And for me, um, it was <laughs> lots of windy roads, right? And what I now look back on is that as an intuitive, um, energetic practitioner in this work, um, I had to find my own imprint. I had to find my own way. And so I've, gosh, you name it, I probably tried it either for self-healing or uh, training of some sort, right? In the Western culture of certification, have lots of them. I don't really talk about them now because it wasn't until I got deeper and deeper in the work. And I would say probably in the last five years, I did more work around my ancestral mending, ancestral healing, uh, decolonial healing work. And when I did that, it was such a beautiful part of my journey because in order to show up fully for anyone um, intuitively and guided, I needed to do that work for myself. So now when I talk about my work, I always joke that um, it's very customized, but I then can pull at all of the tools that I developed and really practiced for a very, very long time. I mean, 20 plus years of doing this work. So for me, it's, is it um, connecting with spirit on the other side? So what would you call that psychic medium, right? Is it doing uh, spiritual coaching for someone who maybe is in a place that they need to go deeper shadow work? I mean, there's labels to everything I do. So the easiest way I put it is I am completely guided and aligned to support you. And I do that by being a spiritual guide in, in a human form. So how do I do that? And, and then just pull in to all of the resources that I have available. So 
And I'm very supported on the other side. Thank goodness. I work with, <laughs> I work with a huge, huge team and they support me and therefore I can then support the person in front of me. So yeah, it's not a very straightforward answer. <laughs> You know, I, that's but, the thing is, is it, you know, if, if we have established anything within the previous season, right, with spirituality and being tapped in within your spiritual and your divine, it's not going to be a straight line and it's not going to be the same for everyone. And absolutely. I am so uh, – I, I say this sometimes, but like I feel like I'm on a cloud just listening to, to all that you said and all the way that you defined your work and explored that just now. And I, I think that the listeners are really going to to feel that same um, resonance or, or feeling towards it because I think it's such a great model, right? It's such a great model. And, and you, you hint, I mean, you talked about something so specific as like the way that you owned, right? What you lean into, what your gifts are, and, and even the ancestral part of it. Um, you know, and, and I think no matter who you are, leaning onto your ancestral roots is, I think, really liberating. And I think it's, for me, I view it as liberating because of epigenetics, of family trauma, of cultural trauma, of knowing what burdens you're carrying and what you can do to release and let go and submit and surrender and be in that flow because we are so multidimensional as beings, right? It's not just Absolutely. our sense of I. It's not just our ego. It's not just our trifecta. It's not just our highest self. There's so much that we are connected to. And so whatever we can do to own our craft, to own our work, to own our processes, right? I think that's really where the magic comes in. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this how you describe that, and and also removing the labels. I'm I I'm so happy you said that because it's something that I've been really um, walking away from. I mean, very recently, but like just within these last few months, you know, for a long time, I've called myself, uh, you know, a wardrobe manifestation and confidence coach, and I do do those things, but all the th- like all of my practices, right? They doesn't really encompass all that I do. And I think it almost limits the the mm-hmm. way that people might feel comfortable reaching out to me because it kind of I think having a niche is great, but having this kind of box, if it doesn't align with your sense of I and all that you do, I don't know. I don't even have the words for it because I'm still thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> You know, it's funny. So for me, it's always thinking of like generalist versus specialist. And so, mm-hmm. and then human form, some people are going to be generalists and some might be specialists, just like when I connect with the other side and sides, right? Multidimensional realms. But in that work, there are some angels or specialists or, you know, there's for everything. And then there's generalists that are just feel good, higher vibration entities. So it's the same. I don't know, as you were talking, I'm like, Maybe you're a generalist, maybe not, right? It's, and and every every season has its you know need as well. So maybe mm-hmm. for some time, at least for me, there was a season where all I did was one type of work for six months a year. I was very specialized, and it needed to go deeper. And I realized that that was okay too. So just sharing that with you because that definitely has come up for me. And there's some things that have fallen away, right? I don't even talk about them anymore. They're not necessarily part of my everyday, but they're there if I ever need it. So it's, it's really, it's, we're evolving constantly. So that's what I love about 
being human. I know there's so many other aspects that are challenging. And so when I say that, I say it from a place of healing and growth, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, just want to chime in on that. <laughs> no, I no, I love that. I love that contribution. And I think, you know, I think what you just said, that's that's the ticket right there. You know, the the leaning in and the chapters and the seasons, right? And, you know, just even thinking like about my degree, right? And thinking about the event we went to last night, you know, I'll just go ahead and plug it because Brenda Umana is amazing. We went to the, we went to her marketing spiral hour and it was her first one and it was already incredible. I messaged her afterward and I was like, I would do more of these. So um, anyways, Brenda Umana is great. I'll put it in the site show notes, uh, the link to to that, that link for her. Um, But right, you know, thinking about my story and, you know, for, for at this point, most of my life, I was involved with theater, right? And so, um, you know, my degrees in theater, I studied performance uh, production, you know, performative analysis and costume design. And it has definitely anchored so much of what I do, um, but I don't work in theater anymore. And so, like, what is my story? And that chapter, even though I didn't pursue it directly, I needed to go through it so that way I could move through my work that I move now with the lens of performative analysis because it has grown and deepened and expanded my point of view and the way that I do things. And so that season, if you will, that season of my life was so rewarding. So I really appreciate you saying that and just kind of continuing to give me the language to phrase it. That's why I love doing this podcast because I get to connect with such beautiful female divines such as you and it helps expand my language and my thinking and my perspective. And I think that processing in real time really helps the subconscious for our dear listeners. Let me know. Is that true? Um, <laughs> but that's how it is for me whenever I listen to podcasts. So I just, ugh, I love it. I love those Yeah, gems. absolutely. Absolutely. And as we talk, we process so much and then later integrate, right? And yeah, completely agree. You know, this, the, the question that I wanted to explore with you, da, 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 da. <laughs> the question that I wanted to explore with you is, you know, how, how do you align with your seasons, right? So if we're exploring our sense of I at this point in our process, this is our fifth question. How do you align with your seasons? You know, this is a question that we, you know, kind of crafted together, you know, and, and looking at that idea of the season, you know, um, I would love to know, Maria, like when it come when that question is brought to you, what do you think of? Yeah, I actually, I love that question. And I happen to be born in January. So I'm a winter baby and that's my natural season and it makes sense. Um, however, what I've learned over time is when I think of seasons, I think of each one holding energy. So each one has its healing. It's like everything, pros and cons, right? But you have the ability to align with the season. And all that means is how am I choosing to operate in this specific physical season? So it's the weather, depending where you live in the world, right? Has a certain momentum, Winter feels very different than summer, for example, right? In the Northern Hemisphere for us, um, what happens in winter around introspection, going inward, 
nourishing, nurturing, doing that kind of what, what our animal relatives do, right? And nature does. And how do we then adapt to that and allow ourselves to kind of flow the same way that the natural world does? That's huge for me is when I think of seasons. And then, of course, you know, spring and fall, each one has its very specific. And you could just have a whole episode on each season, right? And how you work with it. But that's how I align is to pay attention to the natural world, to nature, how I can connect better. And that really helps support me. And then the other aspect, um, and again, this is different for each culture, right? And each person and your individual path. But um, for me, as far as more the indigenous side and my ancestral work, it's also looking at what are the elements tied to each season. But I think everyone can work with that, right? So I'm not sure if you're familiar with like the medicine wheel, um, but that is something that, you know, Native people, that is very close to our hearts because the whole premise is built on a quadrant and it's to support your life and healing. Well, guess what? Each quadrant and each direction is an element and it's a season. So it connects to a season of your life, right? Our age is a season. So when you ask me that question, it's such a loaded question because <laughs> it's like the physical realm, yeah. it's the energetic realm, it's the emotional realm, and it's also um, having all these tools and resources. So I think nature is one of the, the biggest um, support systems that we can have to really help us um, reflect and align to a season. But then I immediately thought of all these different pieces. So like summer, fire, right? Or spring and it's just you start going down this path and then you bring start pulling in all the elements so so in in the season um that I'm in for example I know that I allow myself to be more in flow to be more in surrender and accept it and that's such a contrast to how a lot of times that we're built to keep going even if you're in a season of slow introspection you're being asked to still show up activated and fully in this, you know, fast pace. And maybe it's it's not aligned to you. And how do you then work with the season to help you? And it, it's, yeah, it's very nuanced. It's very specific to someone's culture and, and lineage, of course. But for me, it's such a beautiful way to live, in my opinion, because you kind of mirror back what you see around you and how do you then adapt and, and align with it. It just allows for a better flow. It allows for you to be more in tune. Um, yeah. And even intuition, I think gets really heightened when you start connecting with the season that we're in physically um, as well as your own season of life, of course. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And as you were talking, I, it made me think of a spiral and perhaps <laughs> Brenda Umana had this last night in our event, but, but I really do feel that there's, there's a spiraling energy and not like spiraling out of control, but spiraling in love and compassion and a harmony and evolution. It's really what that is. Absolutely. It's a spiral of evolution. And, and I mean a spiral because, you know, think of like, think of, think of a planet orbiting, right? It's just kind of, um, you know, instead of orbiting around the same spot, you know, it may go a little bit lower, may go a little bit higher, you know, depending on where the elevation or that pathway or that trajectory is taking you. But um, 
you know, there's, there's kind of the archetypes, right. That we can move through, you know, there's, there's childhood, you know, there's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, teenager, adulthood, you know, middle age, you know, old age. I'm not bringing up all the archetypes, obviously, but, (laughs) but you can, you know, so in that sense, right. In in decade review, right. That's its own spiral. But then as we move through and we evolve and we grow every year, there are the actual literal seasons, right? Um, but then there's like the seasons of love, the seasons of mm-hmm. heartbreak, the seasons of your great awakening, the season of your dark night of the soul, because ooh, that may be one night, but that takes a lot of time to process, <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, whatever that may be, right? There, it, it's, it is, it's a spiral. And I think even more so what this question does is it helps ground you and it lets you know that it's not always going to be the same. The way that you were perhaps just an hour ago is not going to be the same way that you're going to operate three hours from now, especially waking up to midday. You know, even if you're just looking at it like that, you know, how do you process and how do you adjust in the morning, in the midday, in the evening? Or, you know, how do you adjust and like, January, February, what do you most look forward to? So it's, it's again, like leaning into that sense of yourself and something that you look forward to in January one year may not be the same thing that you look forward to the next January. Right. Right. Cause you're growing and evolving and your thoughts, your understandings, your processes, they're, they're evolving to, to live is to grow. So how are you growing and how are you moving? That's what yeah, I feel absolutely. that this question is asking. Yeah. And the intention, right? Your mindful, you know, mindfulness around it, that intentional living, right? As we hear it called is exactly that is recognizing that we're becoming that we're always becoming. If you are living with that purpose, obviously not everyone is, and that's okay too. But if you are, then it's recognizing that. And that actually really helps you to put things in perspective when maybe you're in a season that isn't feeling as lovely and joyful, right? Um, last year I was in a season and I still am processing grief. So what does that look like? What did I need in that period? And being able to really recognize that. And as you were talking about the ages, it was really interesting because one of the things that has been coming up for me lately is um, we don't honor all seasons equally. So when people are born and they're babies and infants and toddlers, people are very joyful around that. Oh my goodness. We're so excited in this season of their life when they're teenagers, not always the case. And there's a lot of (laughs) negativity around that. And yet what an amazing time to nurture and support someone in that stage of their life and talk about it differently. Because we could actually help change the consciousness of all the collective to say, hey, maybe we should be doubling down and allowing more exploration, creativity, discovery. How different could we all be, right? And the same thing you said midlife. And I'm like, hmm, hello. Because <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, oh, I, fall, I think I fell into that. But um, I've talked to many women because it's very specific to women where, you know, menopause comes in and you know, getting older, what is that for women? Oh my gosh, like hit us over the head with how it's a negative thing. And yet how do we embrace that? And our divine feminine power actually amplifies 
when we hit a certain age. So how can we start talking about it? So I love when you brought that up because it's like, yes, can we start honoring and respecting that each season actually has this beautiful energy behind it, not just what we project <laughs> or what we place on it. And that's where I think when, the, again, going back to the seasonal work, that's that's us, each individual deciding how do we honor each season. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. You know, and that, that what you just said, oh man, simpatico, what you just said, you know, makes me think of, you know, yes, you can lean into a specific nature-based season, right? Winter, spring, summer, fall. I almost thought, do I remember these? (laughs) But, um, you know, you could, you know, you can definitely lean into those, but as well as, you know, um, I know some people, for instance, if you're in your, if you're in a business, you know, you may work by quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, which does not move in the same way as the seasonal seasons. Um, you know, so so tapping into what is most aligned for you, maybe not looking at the actual weather-based seasons is your type of season. You know, maybe it's a different mindset. Maybe it's not important for you to lean into to winter or spring or whatever it is. Maybe it's maybe it's the business because you're a solopreneur and that's what keeps you going. I mean, I don't know. I'm just bringing this up and I don't know why I'm just only on this bit, but I mean, it could also be like (laughs) you could be leaning into the different zodiac, right, signs and the different times that it brings and that different energy. I mean, there are so many different things that you can anchor into as far as like what is a season. So when we say season, just to clarify, and I think that you've already got this picture, dear listener, but, um, you know, we're not necessarily talking about winter, spring, summer, and fall. We're talking about literally the evolution of you and the way that we interact with time and that growth and the way that they're tied together and how do you sense into what is the best service of you. Yeah, and I love – it's like you're intuitively guided to speak of it that way because in my head I was seeing this like grid and if we had – all the seasons lined up on top, right? And then underneath, it would be pretty amazing to start looking to see what is in winter season right now for me? What's in summer? What's in spring? What's in fall? And kind of honoring each one because you're right. I could be in physical winter right now as we are. And, oh, you know, my business is in spring. It's in the beginning, inception, whatever it is. And it would be really cool. Actually, as you were saying that, I'm like, I'm gonna have to write that down and put a grid together and then send it to you. (laughs) Because it's in my head very vividly now. (laughs) No, I, I, (laughs) yes, I hear you. Actually, it's so funny that you said that. And I think maybe we talked about this before. I don't remember. But I am now actually attuning into the the weather-based seasons, the the nature seasons. Um winter, I'm like you, I love winter. I'm an October baby, but there's it's always been winter for me. I love the cold. Um I think that the cold is so nice because I can always put on more socks. I can always put on a blanket. I love space heaters. I I don't I love a fire. I know we don't have one, but yes, I love a fire. Um but I do not like a warm house because then it makes me warm. And then I have to take off my sweaters. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I just – I don't like it. I like walking out in the cold and being bundled up and feeling that fire within you. It doesn't matter. I can go on and on and on. There's so many reasons why <laughs> I love winter. And it's always got – I've always feel that I have my best ideas, that I am my best sense of self, that I am the closest version of my highest self in winter. And so I've always got – in the past, I've always gotten the most amount of work done in the winter. But now as I have, again, grown and evolved and leaned into my season, I am now attuning to what winter, the energy of winter represents and holds. And before, you know, I I this I don't think this is true. I think this is an exaggeration. But you know how people have seasonal depression in winter? Well, it would be like the same for me in the summer. I would be my lowest. I would be my most miserable. I would be so sad and depressed and bummed out. And there are lots of reasons for that. But, you know, heat, having not being able to wear my clothes, my expression, my fashion or whatever. Oh, I did not like it. And I do not like heat. And so so for me, you know, if you're looking at it, it was like the seasons, the energy of the seasons were like shifted to over right, as what we stereotypically kind of express with those. So I, I'm almost imagining kind of, um, you know, those childhood like wooden blocks where you yeah. can change like the shape of a person. It's kind of, I feel like that we could make one of those for the seasons. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like thinking maybe there's something to take away for your listeners. Let's, <laughs> let's explore if we can put it in some kind of chart or graph or something. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely put up something. I want to put in um, – the, you call it the wheel of health. I feel like I've heard of this, but I'm not oh, too, too um, familiar. The medicine wheel. The yeah, medicine so, wheel. I'm definitely going to put so, that in the show notes. So the medicine wheel is definitely um, more of an indigenous kind of traditional way of working. Um, and I've seen psychologists that picked up. And so, and of course, as we all, this happens, right? Um, because I was in a therapy session. It was like a group session, um, exploring, I forget what the theme was, but basically emotional well-being. And so they pull out this wheel and it had all these feelings all around and it had the quadrants. And I was like, wow, this looks familiar. So I went online and of course found out that along the way, um, some American psychologists picked up on that and then kind of created the modern version of it or what have you. But I'm happy to share some of the kind of more traditional um, they're definitely more simplified. They're not as complex. Um, and part of that is because you're to be supported in community as you do the work in each of those seasons, right? And so if you're an elder, you're going to help those that are in spring season of their life and vice versa. Um, and I think that's something that is also, you know, some something to think about if you're listening to this and how we're talking about seasons is our own stories help others tremendously. And so if I am in my winter season, I can help someone that maybe is in their summer, right? And part of their life and how they bring that fire summer to me who maybe needs it in winter, kind of to go back where you were saying you want the warmth, but not too much. And, you know, but that's exactly it. And so, um, yeah, anyway, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's essentially that wheel is the representation of all life and all nature and how it helps and supports us. So, yeah, I can I can send you a couple things. Oh, I would love that. And I I'm I'm so far more interested in in the OG form, <laughs> format, if you will. And um, because well, first off, this conversation, right? What what aligns with you? 
And sometimes when we have things really spelled out for us, it kind of clutters the information that we receive and maybe we pinpoint on something and we stick with it. And so then it kind of takes away that exploration of self. Okay, for instance, for instance, for instance. Ooh, we about to get into it because I mentioned <laughs> theater earlier. So um, I have a big issue, a big, big issue with not just theater here in Seattle, but in general. But in Seattle, it's particularly bad. Um, the way that theater is done, especially main stage theater. Black box theater is fine, but which is where my heart and my soul lives. But anyways, anyways, anyways. So with main stage theater, one of the biggest issues that I have seen time and time again is that the designers, the directors, typically the actors are just there and they're just doing their job. But what they'll do is they will get them to overact and they will overexplain and they will overdesign and they will overimplement with music, with whatever, with sound effects, with lighting. And it is such a disappointment. And the reason why this is a disappointment is because theater is the reflection of society. Where theater is the mirror. It doesn't matter when the play was written, it doesn't or the the piece, it doesn't matter when it was written. It doesn't matter what inspiration or what design elements you're bringing. I mean, it kind of does to like display display what message you want to bring into it, but it's more so the energy and more so the audience and that relationship between the two, which is literally simpatico. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that registers what is brought into it. So every single night, it's not just the actors and it's not just maybe someone forgot five seconds, you know, what their lines were or the light signal or whatever, right? It's because of that energy, because of that simpatico, every single performance is different. It is never the same. It's never the same show. I promise you. And with that in mind, when we over-design when we overact, when we overdirect, when we control what the audience receives from that, when it's supposed to be reflection of what is going on in our community, ah, it's a crime. It's a crime. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been instances when I have gone to theater, I promise you, gone to theater, and 10 years later, I got an epiphany from the imagery that I regarded and kept in my brain from that piece. What we are doing by over-explaining these designs is we are robbing our community of having those experiences of enlightenment, of epiphanies, of awareness. Because we, if we over-explain the peace, then the mystery within ourselves and the simpatico that we experienced is not significant. It's not substantial. And so what's the point? It, the, the work is done for us. The work Absolutely. is done for us. And then you no longer have your own power in it, your own authority, your own intuition to listen to. And that's that's why I do take it back to the simplified form. Yes, for me, it's, yes. it's I, you know, you hold space for others to evolve. You're not doing the work for them. They're doing the work for themselves, right? And it, it is back to basics. And for me, um, we're in that right now. We're in the transition where people are, realizing and reawakening, reactivating, remembering, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it's all been there all along for us. Um, <laughs> I, I raised so. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, I, I'm very politely 
correcting people all the time when they say this new thing. And I'm like, let's go back to the ancient work. Let's go back to, you know, our ancestor work. It's been there in some form or fashion. And then, of course, our society went a little bit too far um, on the left brain and needed more, you know, explanation and control. And so I think I love the season we're all in as a collective right now, which is uh, unfolding. I feel like we're rediscovering parts of ourselves that weren't um, so much in our awareness before. And so I'm super excited. And when you were talking about that, I'm like, yes, absolutely. And again, that's part of the reason when I tell people, you know, <laughs> the work I do, I'm like, it's highly personalized. Let's put it that yeah. way. Because <laughs> again, depends. What, where are you? What are you? What's going on? And, you know, um, and how can I show up? Right. I'm also going, I'm a human being also going through my own work and season. So how am I going to show up and how our souls will co-create is going to be very unique every single time. And I love that you gave that kind of example with theater because it's absolutely, I mean, that's life. It's this right now, the interaction we're having. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And just to back you up, Right. As far as, you know, the the sense of or the claiming of discovery, Mm -hmm. this was brought to me in middle school and it has always stuck with me. And I have been conscious of how do I rephrase a sense? And I don't think that I still have a good answer for it. Okay, but to again, I don't know, I guess I'm just the queen of examples today. But, (laughs) But, you know, music. Right. So, so many times. People will say, oh, I just discovered this this new artist or I just discovered this, this you know, musical act or whatever. But they've been around for 10 years. It's like, oh, I just discovered ACDC. I've never listened to ACDC, I think, in my life. But So I don't know why that came up, but sure, we'll use ACDC. I just discovered ACDC, right? Like, bitch, no, you didn't. You didn't, you didn't discover shit. Like that has been there for a minute. You came across and you've been introduced and you are like super into this work that has been done and you it's really feeding your musical soul and entertainment. But bitch, you didn't you did not discover <laughs> ACDC. ACDC has been here for a minute. Right. To replace the word discover actually Maria, girl, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this, maybe this, like, you know, 15 whatever years, it's fine. maybe we'll finally get this answer. But what do you think would be like a good replacement for that other than yeah. saying, I discovered this bullshit that you clearly did not discover? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's like everything too. Certain things require more reverence and more respect than others, right? Yeah. Like a, I wouldn't slap someone's hand, even though it annoy me if someone said like, oh, I discovered, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I would say I learned about because yeah, yeah. I, I love that. It's we're constantly evolving and learning. And so it, it's almost like taking a very respectful approach to saying, oh, I just learned about, you know, um, it's like all of the things, all the tools that come out again, they're going from the intuitive flowing guided principles to let's put them in a box or let's put them in a toolkit for you so that you can consume them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people gravitate towards that. And I think that's great. But I think they should say that they learned and they took from, right? It's like claim what it is that you did in that sense. 
But I think learn for me is, is a great word to replace or I am learning about because, you know, it's been around forever. So mm-hmm. or when you when you find out, I mean, because that's something too, right? Someone might very innocently um, think that they're the first people to come across something that's been there forever. Oh, my gosh. Hello. It's like the, the deep message underneath this is like so dramatic. But <laughs> <laughs> on the surface, let's talk about <laughs> stumble on something right and we think we're the first to you know it might very innocently be the case um but that's because it's from a very um very much a position of power or privilege oh my gosh yes I was just and that's screaming (laughs) that in my mind it is so a sense of like I need to own this capitalism patriarchy (laughs) bullshit you know yeah that's how I'm like we're talking very surface and we all know what's kind of the river that's flowing underneath yeah Um, but in, in saying so, I think learning is a big one for me. Um, and then the other thing, if you are doing self-discovery work, so I would use discovery there because you have to reclaim your journey. You have to reclaim your lineage, reclaim who you are, right? And the truth, your own truth, your own power. It does require reclaiming it sometimes because maybe you've been in surroundings, especially if you're, you know, BIPOC in a very – you know, and here it's all about wellness, right? So if you're operating in spaces that maybe don't accommodate your culture or your lineage, you're doing a lot of reclamation work right now, right? You're reclaiming those things to integrate them. So you're not learning about them. They've been with you. You're just now allowed to actually claim them again. So again, it depends who you're talking to. If you're Euro-American, I'm telling everyone, like, Go deeper, go deeper, because a lot of people right now are in the unlearning, learning phases about so much for us in the States and what's transpired. But what I love is keep going deeper because the more aware you are and the more you learn about who you are and and deepen that relationship to your own culture and lineage, you're going to go so far back to the original people that you come from that you'll start finding a different way to talk about these things because you'll start honoring it differently. So then you won't feel so good saying, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know, discovered, mm-hmm. claimed, owned. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. change. So I yeah. completely agree. I completely agree. And I think we can like break that down into, you know, two, two specific questions, right? You know, and I, I think because all of this is really important in learning now how you operate in your seasons and what is best service of you in this time and the way that you move through in your processes, right? What is it that you actually own, which is your sense of self, your sense of I, right? And the discovery of you. And what do you actually hold reverence to? So going back to the ACDC example, like, oh, I just listened to ACDC for the first time. And man, that is really lighting me up. That is a statement of reverence. It is mm-hmm. not a statement of owning. The thing mm-hmm. that you can own is the emotion and the connection that you attach to the experience of listening to ACDC. But you cannot own ACDC even though it may 100%. feel close to your heart, right? So so mm-hmm. what are those parallels? Where are the polars within the owning and the reverence? Right. And I think that is going to shine a lot of light on how do you work and how do you operate in your season? Because, 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 because 
comparison culture, bitch. Comparison <laughs> culture, right? Because it encourages us to to move in certain ways. And also, especially as we get older, we have comparison amongst ourselves. And this was a really big thing. I posted on this on Instagram recently. Maybe I'll link it on the site show notes. I don't know for sure. We'll see. But <laughs> but I, I talked about how there was a photo whenever Brian and I first started dating, we went to the Fremont Sunday market. And there was just there's just this photo of me, and you can't even really see me that well. But I remember how I felt. I remember how good I felt looking in the mirror and how pretty, you know, I felt and just just also that time in my life and my thoughts and my actions and just this new beginning, not just with Brian, but within my life. And I sometimes look back on that and I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish I was more like her. I wish I was like that that younger Brittany Marie. And it was just a couple years ago. And I I was thinking about it and I was like, but bitch, you can step into her. She is always with you. She is always there. You may not operate the same way that she did back then because you have grown and you have evolved and you are in a much better place. But, you know, those feelings, that's what I'm anchoring on. And if I want to experience that, all I have to do is say, I'm going to step into her and let her guide me in today. Let me enjoy today. That is what I own. And that is a season that I was in that I can implement into my season of today and co-create the two to build something even new to discover about myself. Again, it's that spiral. It's a spiral movement. Maria, you got my mind exploding <laughs> over here. <laughs> I know. I'm like, can we all decide then as a collective we're in a season of reawakening and <laughs> evolving for our better selves? And, it, you know, and, and if someone heard me on this for the first time, like, wow, okay, great. She's in this aligned, flowing space hello, it's because exactly what you just mentioned is that I've integrated all the parts of me from previous seasons, from previous experiences. And I've had people say, oh, you're so warm. And, you know, I hear a lot of, um, there's like no judgment, there's non-judgmental. And I'm like, exactly, because guess what? I was in my early 20s. Oh my gosh, that was a lesson for me. And that was the season I was in. And I look back now, like you're saying, and having to learn to look back and what do I integrate, what stays with me throughout and what do I release and knowing that that's part of it. It's again, going back to nature, got to close it out with, you know, <laughs> of course, the trees, of course. And, yes. you know, it's like they evolve and they let go what they need to let go of. And we as humans want to hold on so tight. And so that's been my work is to really know and understand what aligns for me. And for me, it is, being in flow and we're talking about season specifically oh my gosh yeah like I said you can talk about one season for a whole I mean <laughs> there's so much to it but that's exactly it it's exactly what you you're touching on and just having grace for ourselves in each season it's like it doesn't matter what is going back to that self-love right at the biggest thing ever the biggest lesson and it's all-encompassing but in doing that and cultivating our own work our own life blame inner power. I just keep thinking, oh my gosh, like if everybody just did a little bit of that, even 10% every day, how amazing. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, can we all call in a season of reawakening? Can we call in a season? And we're in it. We're in it. I can feel it. And, um, and I know 2021, it's still, you know, it's going to have its challenges because we have some work to close off, but spring 
Oh my gosh, happy new year. It's, you know, March, April, it's going to be a huge, massive burst of energy of people that have been doing that deep inner reflective, introspective work. I am so excited. So hopefully I'm spot on on that. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This season. <laughs> I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that. I am receiving that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, and I, I, you know, because it, it's it's so much more beyond than just the individual person, right? Because you're talking collectively. Mm-hmm. When we can have more people contribute to that energy, right? I mean, just the the release, the stress, mm-hmm. right? Like the hardship, and not to say that there won't be hardship, that there won't be stress, that there won't be shadows that we need to release, but just if we can collectively let go of that, so that way we can harness our energy onto the true work that we need Mm -hmm. to do to uncovering. Let me tell you, it's like this. It's like this. We we know that we have to clean the house, but we ain't got no music (laughs) helping us clean the house. And hopefully in April and May – Hopefully we got some – I don't know why I keep going to ACDC. Literally, I've never listened to them. We, we're going to play some ACDC and we're going to rock it out while while lifting up the rug and sweeping the dirt out of it, you know, getting Absolutely. the skeletons out of the closet, having a good time while doing it because those vibrations will expel and will evolve so – at such an accelerated, beautiful, joyful state that it's just like, I don't know, kumbaya, bitch. <laughs> And, you know, this clearing your space and the whole, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh I, I feel it. A whole and new you're meaning right. to it, spray cleaning. I'm sorry. A whole <laughs> new meaning to spray cleaning. Keep going. Keep going. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. See? Another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spring. Oh, my gosh. It's got its own vibration. And, yeah. And fire because it's Aries. Aries is the first sign in the astrology and the cosmos. So I connect with the cosmos. And so a lot of this mess. I'm not an astrologer. But that's kind of, you know, it's all tied together and the fire and it it goes on and on. And I know (laughs) we're sticking to one topic here, but it's all intertwined. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Totally, totally. And that's the thing, right? Own it. What, what makes sense for you? What are you leaning into? Maybe you like, maybe you like Zodiac right now, astrology right now, and maybe you won't in three years, 10 years, 20 Mm -hmm. years, whatever it is. What what are you being called to? Where does the siren draw you in and tune into that? And also ask yourself, what can you own? What do you hold reverence for? And those separations and what is your spiral? Um, as per usual, I'm going to have some journaling questions for you on the site show notes for you to explore if you want to, you know, really look at even deeper, you know, what are your seasons and how do you align with them? Um Oh my gosh, Maria, Maria, Maria. We have talked about so many amazing things <laughs> in this episode. And I know that we had some ideas for where we would go and how it would evolve, but I feel like this was exactly what we needed to say and explore on this. And listeners, I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you feel supported by this conversation and the magic that was expressed here today. And just like the presence of Maria. I know. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, a beautiful Maria. Because uh, I'm a white girl. Um, a, be- a beautiful Maria. And so um, just I just this energy has just been been everything. If people want to come 
and hear your wisdom more or want to check you out or, you know, the things. Um, <laughs> what Would you recommend that they go to your website? What would be your yeah, number one point to? Yeah, that's probably the, the best place. It's Light Owl Healing, and I'm sure you'll add it to your show notes. But Absolutely. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but like everyone who's guided, sometimes that feels great. Sometimes it doesn't. So I'm like probably default to the website. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there anything that you guys are, that you're working on, um, right now? Yeah, actually, um, I am super excited that I've worked with some beautiful practitioners, amazing supporters. And you've actually had um, Brenda Umana. We were talking about her earlier. So she's one that just recently joined as far as um, serving the community for Light Out Healing. And what I love is- I didn't know that. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's very recent. Very recent. Emily Um, also, is she still working with you guys? So Emily, yes. Emily Emily Wittenhagen. Collective. Yes. Uh And then also Emily McNaughton and um, Mary Ann Stancil. So- if you go to our website, you go to the practitioner's <laughs> page, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you everything sure, you sure. need to do, yeah. but um, they do individual sessions, of course, virtual or in person. And then we're starting to um, come into the space, small groups and do in-person work. So intuitive development, mediumship development, um, energy healing work, you name it, spiritual coaching, all of that goodness. But my biggest mission is to have a space that is neutral zone for those that are curious and developing and it's all experiential learning. So this is about practicing it in real time and learning and being supported energetically to take some bold steps where maybe you don't feel as safe doing it in your everyday life and having a space to play and learn and cultivate a lot of this uh, spiritual and intuitive work. So that's really what the mission is. And it's, like one soul at a time. So we're just really excited to keep bringing more events and and mindfulness and meditation and things that really help people lean in a little bit closer to what their inner guidance is, is leading them to. Oh my gosh. So, so, so beautiful. I just feel so freaking good. I just feel so freaking good. Listeners, I hope you feel amazing too with with this episode with beautiful Maria who has been with us today. I am so honored to have had this space with you and to have had this conversation and you've literally just lit me up today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and joining us. Oh, thanks, Brittany Marie. And I love all of the intuitive nudges and intuitive messages that you gave along the way, by the way. So give yourself some huge props. (laughs) I'll do a pat on the back. I was like, yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I so appreciate you. And listeners, until next time, I'll talk to you then.